on July 1st, even after you can profit off name, image, and likeness. Okay. All right, welcome everyone to the NILSU Real Deal podcast. Are we going with that? I think, maybe? I think I th- well, you were the one that presented it to me, so you tell me. But I, we were going to call this the NILSU podcast. This is the first episode. Um, but I like the I like the real deal. I think it's a better podcast name. So I'm going to defer to you on that, Taylor. I'm going to go with it because NILSU, we are the real deal, right? For sure. And as the person that's in charge of NIL at LSU, I would like to say that that would be my vote since I'm the person that's in charge of NIL at LSU. Oh, you're you're going to take it over? That's gonna... that that's what I read on Tiger Droppings. I oh, read that okay. I'm the NIL guy on Tiger Droppings. You know, if you read it on Tiger Droppings, it's true. So I have seen that. I have seen that as well. But I feel like we kind of defrauded that theory yeah granted we had an announcement last week about our new department <laughs> we did and you got a new position congratulations Thank it's very you. exciting um to be very clear for those who aren't on, in on the joke uh, taylor is our assistant ad for nil and strategic initiatives mm-hmm. she is the real point person for <laughs> nilsu i'm just the guy that writes video scripts and all that kind of stuff but taylor is uh is our nil no longer point person our assistant ad for nil and uh, obviously, we're really excited about that. And I'm excited about this podcast for you, mostly one, because while I am here for the first episode as a guest, which is weird, like usually I'm the host, but I feel like I'm the guest this time. Nope. Um, guest. You're going to take it over for now. And I so you, you've already recorded one episode um, that goes into some of the finances. So you're going to talk all about how much money we pay our student. No, that's a joke. That was a, a bad joke. <laughs> Harrison put me up to that joke. Yeah. You're going to talk about how we're helping our students learn to manage their finances, because obviously... Things have changed in the NIL space, and we can um, obviously be more involved in the facilitation of deals, mm-hmm. but we don't pay our student-athletes. That's not the spirit of NIL, and that's not how we feel about it. So I'm uh, I'm doing a bad job being a guest. Yeah, you're I'll, definitely I'm, I'm being a host aside. right Sorry. now. Sorry. Sorry. Old habits die hard. No, I mean, I think you know we're excited about this NILSU podcast and for the opportunity to have this space and just be able to have the conversations around NIL. So I think there's a lot that people don't know of what we're doing behind the scenes and what we've been doing. You know, we just announced this department and position – last week, two weeks ago. Yep. Um, but we've really been living it for the last year and we've been doing a lot from education to events and, um, you know, now getting into that facilitation piece. So I think this will be a good space to, to talk about all that. So how's the last year been for you, Taylor? <laughs> it's been quite the whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, it's been, I feel like I need to choose my words. So specifically it has been quite the whirlwind. It's been exciting. Yeah. I mean, it really has. I think a lot of people, whenever I say, yeah, I'm running point on NIL at LSU, everyone's initial reaction is like, oh my gosh, I feel so sorry for you. But there's a, while there is a lot that we have to deal with and maneuver through, there's a ton that I'm super excited about. As a former student athlete, I think that this is incredible that our student athletes have this opportunity and they're able to capitalize on NIL opportunities. So I'm just glad I get to be the person that leads them through that education and help provide these opportunities. And you're doing a great job. And it's been it's been an interesting year, um, certainly watching you, but working with you. We work together a lot on a lot of this stuff. And it's been an interesting year, both in the way that NIL has evolved at LSU, uh, how NIL has evolved nationally, but also the perception of NIL and how it sort of gradually changed publicly and internally. What do you remember about a year ago? Like, what do you remember a year ago this time? I remember a year ago, we were sitting around the table. This was actually before the legislation passed and our little committee and working group was sitting around the table. And everyone was like, I mean, what do you really think? $1,000 might be the, the most that a student athlete will make on NIL. And I remember internally thinking like, 
Okay. But we had the conversation, a legitimate conversation about how we were like, maybe a thousand, five thousand dollars, and here we are. Definitely have surpassed the thousand yeah. thousand dollar mark. And it, it was funny to see how again that goes to the perception of what NIL was going to be and what it should be. And I think that's a debate that continues to go on in college sports, certainly at LSU, certainly nationally. Um, and I don't think the way that we really approach it has has um, changed at its core, Mm-mm. right? Like I feel like our approach to NIL as a department is to help student athletes maximize that opportunity and that space to educate them, to use it as a tool in sort of this broader educational journey they go on for four years, right? Like you, you come to LSU, you get obviously world-class facilities, you get a world-class education, you get tutors, you get nutrition. Uh, as a student athlete, you get all these great pieces, and this is another toolkit that they can use to not only you know make the four years they're here great, but set them up for the 40 years after this. And, uh, and I feel like you're, I feel like that's been your life, just like that focus and that holistic picture. Um, and it's just, it, it must've been, um, the, the, the year that you've had stressful. Yes, but really rewarding too, because yeah. of that piece right there. Absolutely. And, you know, I think even prior to the legislation passed in 2021, there was definitely, we were sitting there saying, okay, the education, we have to be intentional. It's branding. It's, financial literacy. It's how, what's in your bio on social media and how are you presenting yourself to the world, you know, and going to that holistic approach, the way you walk in and pitch yourself in an NIL deal is going to be similar to how you walk in and pitch yourself to a potential employer. Mm -hmm. So going at it with that outlook and preparing them for not only the now opportunities, but the opportunities after college, I think that's allowed us to be successful. And I think it's allowed our student athletes to really tie all of this in, you know, if you engage in NIL, it's your own personal business. And it's it's something that you are going to build on your own with deals, making, you know, having these financial gains, all of that. But you're going to carry that into what you do after college. Because, I mean, like the NCAA commercial says, what is it? Only a small percentage of student athletes go pro after yeah, like college? 2%, so, 1%, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so um, that's what we're here to help them for. And that's where the the perception of NIL and the reality of NIL differ a little bit. I think a lot of people listening to this right now or following NIL in the media, they look at the top 1% of deals or they look at the most extreme headlines, the five-star quarterback that got offered $10 million to go to a school, right? And the conversations that I've had, one, how true are those numbers? We don't mm-hmm. really know. Um, but two, that's not the the overall experience for most student athletes like most student athletes are dealing with this on a day-to-day realistic level and i know in your job it's important not to focus on the top one percent of the biggest brand athletes you're obviously working with them too Mm -hmm. but it's an approach that's going to work for everybody and it's going to it's going to be sustainable and something we can build on Mm -hmm. how how much do you see as the um and i don't know how much you're paying attention to it because it's my job but to the outside perception of NIL mm-hmm. and those fringe headlines versus the reality and the day-to-day reality of NIL working with student athletes. I don't think I pay as much attention as what people would think. You know, a lot of times people will, you, 
or anyone else will send me headlines. I think I just texted you a headline right when, like, when you, you were walking over did. here. But it's fine. I think it's good to see them. But I, in the position that I'm in, I do have to remain grounded and understand that I can't trust everything that's out there. And as someone who's building a department and trying to set the student athletes at LSU up for success, I don't want to try to compare us and what we're doing to everyone else in the country when I don't know if it's real. But I mean, truthfully, staying true to us and focusing on what we're doing in the education and the opportunity and ways that we're, you know, bringing in educational partners is going to be the best thing for us moving forward. And so to answer your question, I probably pay attention to the headlines that you send me. <laughs> um, but with the rest of it, you know, you got to pick and choose. You can ignore like half the ones I send you. I just want to make sure that you know what the dis- discussions are being had. But it's it's important to know and then also be able to filter out what's real and what's not real. Um, that's why we focus on the real deal here on the Real Deal Podcast. <laughs> uh, Harrison like that. Appreciate the nod, Harrison. But the, the broader point being that um, as we deal with this perception versus reality piece, you know, part of my frustration with the perception of NIL I think it's become a scapegoat for fans in, uh, in in multiple ways, but the way that I'm thinking of is in recruiting. If there's a student athlete that they really want for a sport and they don't get that student athlete and that student athlete goes somewhere else and they hear some headline about the NIL package that was uh, promised to this kid. Well, one, that's not compliant. Legal. Like you, yeah, it's not <laughs> compliant. It's not supposed to be used in recruiting inducements. But, but two, I feel like it's almost like the scapegoat of what facilities may have used to be like, oh, we've got to upgrade our facilities because we lost this kid and like we have to have the same facilities that they have. Whatever reason the kid says that they went to that school sort of becomes the, 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 the blame game, right? And so I feel like it distorts the reality of, of where NIL is, um, even at that top 1%. And so the, the thing that I kept saying, I would hear fans say, you know, LSU is behind in NIL. Um, this is in like January, February, um, as, they're, as they're hearing about other schools that have these giant collectives and the way that NIL evolved over the year from, you know, when we probably first started on this in July, it was all about brand elevation. How can we elevate your brand? How can we educate you? Um, other schools ended up not being subject to the same rules because of our state law. And so they were able to do some facilitation. And then there's stories about these collectives and stuff. And I felt like this false reality emerged where NIL was the scapegoat and, oh, LSU's behind in NIL. And I kind of looked around. I was like, I, I don't feel like Kim Mulkey is struggling with NIL. I don't feel like Jay Johnson is struggling with NIL. I don't feel like um, this is this is the perception is accurate. I think you're just taking one storyline about recruiting and conflating it with NIL when that's, that's not necessarily the truth. And so I, I don't know if you dive into that world at all, but that's the world that I sort of – um, see one of the misperceptions on NIL, and hopefully this podcast can be a space where we sort of peel back the mythology of that a little bit and try to give people an honest accounting of what's going on on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I've thought about, and it's something that I continue to think about, especially, you know, hearing we're so behind. Like, th- I have to remind myself, this isn't a personal attack at you, <laughs> um, even though sometimes it feels that way. <laughs> um, but, you know... Again, at the end of the day, I am here to serve our student athletes. I'm also here to serve our coaches. And so if they feel that they need assistance in recruiting in the ways that I can do it permissibly, I want to do everything that I possibly can to help them excel in this space. Now, like you said, I can't go and pass out numbers and pass out packages and all the things, um, but I can tell them how 
when their recruits get here or tell the recruit when you get here because of everything we're doing in the brand that we're going to help you build, we, we can pretty much guarantee you based off of previous numbers that you're going to be successful. Yep. I mean, not even just people and things of what you've seen in the headlines. Like All of our student athletes almost are engaging in NIL deals. Yep. I mean, obviously there's there's um, regulations on international athletes. And then of course there's going to be some that just don't want to. And that's, I completely respect that as well, but they're all doing something, even if it's not this massive number that you see in the media and they're enjoying it, which yep. is what's important. And it's funny that that perception that I was talking about regarding recruiting has faded away since LSU football's recruiting class got into the top seven, eight, not whatever they're ranked at. I don't follow recruiting anymore as much as I used to, but I think it's a misperception that has to be addressed the right way because um, while NIL is a big piece of recruiting now, no question about it, you're on recruiting visits, and we can talk about that in a second, um, it's not the end-all be-all. It is, it is part of the process. It's one of the new resources that we offer to student-athletes. The same way we showcase facilities and our nutrition staff and our sports, sports psychology staff, like, this is how we can help you in NIL. And this, this is staff. That's what we're doing. It's a new resource. So it's not being used in recruiting in such a way that we're handing out money, but it is being used to showcase this is how we're going to help you. When you get here, we are going to help you. What's your like, favorite thing that you did in NIL over the last year, the last calendar year? The thing that like you go back and look at, whether it was being on a recruiting visit, whether it was one of the events that you held, whether it was a like, one-on-one conversation with a student athlete, what, was the, what were the highlights? Can I give a couple? No, you have to give one. Yeah, of course oh. you can give a couple. It's no, your show. You're the host. I have to give a couple. I have to give a couple because they're all very different. Okay. okay. So first is from a recruiting perspective. We had someone come on a recruiting visit who is now here as a student athlete. And um, just the energy and the excitement from the recruiting presentation. Now, granted, this particular student athlete came in and we knew that they were going to be very profitable in the NIL space. So it was a very targeted presentation as to how we could even help enhance that even more. But like the passion and the excitement, like I was like, this is what I'm about yeah. helping people and all of that. And so then transitioning to that, I had a student athlete in what we, an Olympic sport. So not football, you know, not your mainstream yeah. sport, maybe just came by my office and said, this brain reached out to me and I don't know what to do. So I just use that as a teaching moment. Like, okay, how would you respond to someone asking you a question? Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe we're gonna enhance that a little bit and we're not gonna say, yo, instead we're gonna say hi. <laughs> um, but just those little teachable moments, like I find so much just joy out of that because yeah. I know that I'm helping them. But event-wise, Build Your Board that we hosted in April was a very, very high moment for me. And for those of you who didn't, see it on social media, which you should follow. We are NILSU, shameless plug. But um, we held an event where it was intentional for networking for our student athletes. So I worked with Tiger Life and the L Club on this big event, and we got information from the student athletes ahead of time, knowing their interests, mm -hmm. their majors, what they wanted to do after college. And we paired them with business professionals in their field of study. They, they came to this event, they were able to network, engage with those professionals, ask about internships and jobs, NIL stuff. And then we had an educational panel to tie it all together and really, really emphasize that brand. And, you know, it's not just your resume and what's on paper. It's how you're engaging with the community. It's how you're talking to people. And I, I had so much positive feedback from our student athletes after that. Like I was like, this is 
this is this is it. Like this is why I do what I do, and I was really excited about that event. Yeah, it was a great event. We had a couple student athletes at our table. I was with Shay Dixon and a couple student athletes who were interested in media, and just we talked to them about the challenges of getting into the media, the exciting things about getting into media, and some of them signed up for internships with our South Stadium Productions group. So it was a our table was a success. The event was a success. What were the things about year one for NILSU? that surprised you the most or that evolved the most that maybe you walked in and you're like, all right, I think it's going to be this way. And then by the end of the year, it was not that way at all. I think all of it. I mean, I think it all went so fast. It went so much faster than we anticipated. So in 2021, we were all hypothetically speaking, here's where we could be in a year. And then at July 1 of 2022, I was like, okay, those things that we were hypothetically speaking about, like we surpassed those like last October. My favorite example of that is the state legislation Mm -hmm. because when – the NIL stuff, LSU got started on that a long time ago. I mm-hmm. think with Stephanie and with you, y'all were working on this well before July 2021. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like we had a head start in that sense. And all of the conversation in that buildup that I remember, because I wasn't at, at those tables, but what I remember is if you don't have a state law, you're not going to be able to participate in NIL, so you need to have a state law. And so Louisiana's passes a state law and then a couple of weeks later NCA is like yeah if you don't have a state law you can participate in NIL am I accurate in my recollection of that yeah that was accurate yeah. and actually I wasn't even involved in a lot of those conversations prior to 2021 because I was like on the committee but I hadn't yeah. officially taken it over back that was when I still had my sanity um, <laughs> but yeah I mean it was we thought we had to have the state law and so we acted very intentionally but yeah. we acted quickly and intentionally to have this law in place and then what Altius likes to say is we were at the five yard line because we had this great state law and we were ready to go. And then the NCA came out and said, okay, wait, here's the four rules that you really have to follow. And then we were like, well, shoot, now we're back on like the 50 yard line. Cause our state law was Just a 45 yard penalty. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and that, that was a learning curve for this past year. I mean, we had to operate under that legislation and we learned as to what worked and what didn't work. And we went back and we amended the law. And now I feel like we are in a better spot, but as the whole thing has been going this far, the NCA could drop something tomorrow and then we're going to be, we're going to have to pivot again. Like, yeah. There's just some adaptable. Yeah. I feel like has been my theme word for the last <laughs> year. Just be adaptable. I just feel like there's, there's so many stakeholders involved and um, there hasn't been any congressional input yet. There's been a couple of bills proposed, right? But it's just been limited and, and, um, and I feel like there's probably, and I'm speculating here, there's probably a hesitance on the part of a lot of people in college sports to to act too, too strongly and legislate NIL too hard just because there's a, a bad track record there of litigation and um, losing litigation. And um, they, w- they want to give the student athlete the most freedom possible. And what I always say is uh, I'm super supportive of NIL and its spirit and its in- intention. Um you just don't want college sports to become professional sports. That's that's my personal opinion. I love college sports. I love the spirit of college sports. There's just something different about it. The I don't know if it's the loyalty, it's the passion, it's the the lifelong bond that, that forms, and certainly that happens to an extent at the professional level. But when you're a professional, you're under contract, and it's, it's a job, and you move from team to team. And in college, you just have that deeper bond. And while I think there is space in collegiate athletics for that NIL model regulated well enough to maintain the spirit of college sports to where it doesn't become professional sports. And and look, we're a year into this. It's going to take time, I think, yeah. for this to, to find the right balance. And I think they'll get there because there's just 
there's something special about college sports, not just all the stuff that I was talking about, that esoteric spirit, you know, qualitative stuff that you can't really measure. It's also the opportunity to go to school, get your degree, better your life. And that has become so poo-pooed over the last couple of years of, oh, like they're getting paid in education. It's invaluable. Like my, my degree from LSU has given me the platform to do what I do. It's invaluable to have that opportunity. So I don't want to undermine, I don't want people to undermine that. And I think NIL done correctly, and I think we're getting there, mm-hmm. can be that tool that bridges the gap, but still maintains that, that unique spirit of college sports. And it is funny that you kind of talk about that, that spirit of college sports and the passion. With the exception of a few deals of our student athletes that have done you know, national brand deals and these big campaigns, a lot of the NIL deals are the passionate fans who just want to engage because they're passionate. Yep. So, and it's, it's legitimate deals, you know, they have a business, so I'm going to just get a student athlete and this is how I can help, but it's because they're passionate about it. So, you know, we've had a lot of success. Our student athletes have had a ton of success, but it is, it's a, it's because our fans are passionate. And that's where I struggle too, is because it's not just passionate fans handing out money. Like they are going to their businesses, they're doing appearances, they're going on podcasts, they're doing all of the things because these fans are passionate. And you know, it's, it's understanding that and still navigating that space that it is, it's beneficial to them. It's helpful to our fans. I think our fans enjoy it. At least the ones who've engaged, you know, they like it. They like getting to know the student athletes better. So we'll see what happens. Scott calls, uh, Scott Woodward, our AD calls it a pendulum, right? So he says the pin and I'll take that analogy and make it my own. Um, the pendulum, when we were collegiate athletes, you would have much higher level and playing a lot more than I did, um, was way skewed this way, right? Like yeah. you tell a story about like you couldn't get like dressing for I your salad have or something. Bread for my bagels, <laughs> like the cream cheese spread. You guys, I got in trouble one time because I I brought cream cheese for my team as the captain. I was like, I'm gonna bring cream cheese for the team, and then I got called into compliance because they were like, who who provided the cream cheese? I was like, I did it. <laughs> Impermissible benefits. You became a booster with yeah. your with your cream cheese. That it was skewed so far that way when we were student athletes in the you know mid to late 2000s early 2010s and then now it's probably skewed hard this way and again perception versus reality i don't know exactly where the the truth is but it's probably skewed a little far this way where you are hearing the stories about these you know seven figure deals or whatever and again take that with a, a grain of salt please but it's probably skewed a little bit too far that this way where there's maybe a little too much freedom back then there was way too much restriction now there's probably a little too much freedom and I think that thing will eventually swing back in the middle, hopefully, and you'll get a balance where you can maintain all those things that I talked about. Um, I'm I'm optimistic for that. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you feel the same way. No, I'm definitely optimistic for it. I think again, we're all learning, right? Every institution in the country, every student athlete, every coach, the NCA, we're all learning as to what this is going to look like, how it's going to be successful. So. It's going back to that being adaptable. Yeah, you know? Stephanie used to call it building the plane as as or flying the plane as you're building it, right? Yeah. And I feel like we're we're still doing that. And now you're in the cockpit, just, <laughs> just keep, keeping things on track. Catching the back <laughs> while I'm trying to drive. You know, that, that's, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but we've talked a lot about the past. What's the future? What's the future of NILSU? You know, in the last two weeks, we've announced this department. So officially having the space just for NIL, not compliance anymore. It's just NIL, which Congratulations. I Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, 
shout out though. I still love my compliance people. But, of course. Um, you know, I think it's beneficial for our student athletes to see like we we're dedicated, yeah. right? We're we're doing something. We're making an impact, and we have our partnership with Altius, which we extended to have some of them on our campus as staff members um, within them, but under us. And I think it's just going to be great to extend that relationship, expand upon it, and I think it's going to be an awesome resource for our student athletes. And now, as we're saying, you know, there's the education, the branding, and now the opportunity. So being able to provide all of that. I think it's going to be good and lots of good, lots of good things coming. What can you do for a student athlete this year that you couldn't do last year? Something as simple as introducing them to really a, a contact. I could not introduce anyone. If a business reached out and said, Hey, we want to work with this student athlete. Can you give us their contact information or can you introduce us? I could not cause that was considered facilitation. So now with that restriction being gone, I can make that introduction. And I think that's how we're going to approach things in the beginning. You know, I, I, I've been very intentional with everything the last year. I'm going to continue to be intentional, but taking in requests and figuring out how we can present opportunities to student athletes and letting them, you know, we're teaching them throughout the way how to converse and negotiate and complete the content and the deliverables. Um, but yeah, just making that connection. What do you want this podcast to be and become? Because while I am here for the first episode, I'd don't plan to be here for all of them. I mean, no. I'm happy to sit in anytime you want, but it's your it's your plane. You fly it, and I'll I'll uh, watch from outside over here. Um, but what what do you want the future of this show to be? I mean, I think that this is just going to be a great space for us to continue to have conversations. So you know, we're going to have education partners come on here and talk specifically about what we're doing for our student athletes, and let the fans know like we're doing financial literacy training. We're going to have taxes education. We're doing that brand development and brand building, um, and just hearing those stories and being able to understand more about what the department does will be helpful. But additionally, I really hope to have student athletes on here and talk about their experiences and what they're learning and how they're engaging. So I think it's going to be a fun spot. That'll be a you cool should return for sure. And that'll be a cool piece. I, I think that'll, that'll be great. And, and what's really interesting to me as you're talking about that, you talk about the education, the financial literacy. And I think there's some portion, a small portion that are like, yeah, it's not NIL. Like it's probably the people who would like it to be the recruiting tool that it's not. Um, but that's so important because we talk about sustainability, not just sustainability of individual deals, right? Like anybody could walk in and say, hey, I'm going to give you $100,000, just sign this contract, right? Mm -hmm. they don't, if they don't review the contract and they don't know what that contract says, they could be signing away everything, right? They don't know what they're signing away. So there's a process that they have to understand what they're signing for. And that's the struggle right now, I think, with NIL is that let's say in the NFL, you have a players union and you have structures in place and there's right. there's there's um, pipelines built and procedures to follow where that don't really exist right now and they're sort of being built um, as we go along here. Um, it's about the, all those tools that you're giving the student athletes make sure that not only they're engaging in sustainable deals, but they can deliver on the deals that they sign. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, that's why anytime I hear a number like 10 million for for you know a five-star quarterback or whatever that you hear these sensational message board headlines one you don't know it's true and i've made that point but two like what's what are the terms of the deal is it a four-year deal is it a one-year deal what do they have to do to get that money do they have to stay for three like you just don't know um what's what's in that meat until you dig into it and that's why it's so important to work with these student athletes in my opinion mm -hmm. to make sure that they know every question to ask when someone approaches them with a the deal because mm -hmm. something that looks really really sweet could be a poison pill right? right and so there's so many things that they have to learn um to make sure that not only they're building sustainable deals for themselves in college but giving themselves the tools to go out in the marketplace when they leave college 
and build a professional career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I mean, I think I, I've said this from the beginning and I'm going to keep standing by it, but the education is key. You know, they went literally overnight not being able to make money on their name image and likeness to being able to sign anything that's put in front of them just about with the exception of a few things per our state law. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, this is a massive undertaking. This is a business. And I think our athletes are understanding that like it requires time. It requires dedication. It requires basic understanding of taxes. And now that this is taxable income. So we would be doing them a disservice if we didn't help them through that part. And if we didn't educate them, because at the end of the day, great, you can go sign a big deal, but if you don't have someone helping you on the back end and teaching you all the things, then that's not fair to them. And the final piece of the puzzle that excites me is we talked about how this sort of started with brand elevation. We go back to Times Square in New York City. And Were you there? I was not in. I was oh, not, I, w- I was not in. Uh, I didn't get to go. I was not in New York City, but I did enjoy the content that we put out around it. It was great. <laughs> um, you go from that to full circle. While we are in the facilitation piece and we are in the education piece, we're still in the brand elevation piece. And what I love about LSU and working at this place and being privileged to work with the LSU brand is its strength and its power and its uniqueness. Right? It's different from every other college athletics brand it's just it pops it's distinct um it's authentic it's real the real deal it's all those things that i think we get student athletes here i mean look i'm a i came to lsu as a 28 year old media member and working at lsu gave me a platform that i had never had Mm -hmm. right and so i gained twitter followers and had opportunities to do media appearances and was able to you know it elevated my brand mm-hmm. and I'm a nobody, right? So if I were an elite student yeah, athlete, somebody. if I were an elite student athlete coming in, the power of that brand, if you engage with it, if you tap into it, if you spend time on social media, if you connect with brands, it's limitless. And I feel like we have, I feel like we attract that kind of student athlete anyway. Like mm-hmm. I can name individuals, but there's just, I mean, you can think of all of them historically. We've done it. Shaquille O'Neal, like um, all these great athletes that have come in and helped or used LSU to help build their brands. Um, we've done it historically, but I feel like you look around, you walk around campus, you see them everywhere. They just, I think our brand not only possesses that, but attracts people that are looking um, to be unique and distinct and stand out. Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's going to be something that stays important to us. Right. I mean, if a student athlete comes in here, engages in NIL, goes professional, everything they learn through their NIL time here they're going to take that into their professional career on the flip side if they come in and they're a student athlete they engage in nil deals then they go into the working world they're still going to take that knowledge that they learn and that's what i want to make sure happens is that no matter where they go after lsu i hope they enjoyed their time here from an nil perspective and then i hope they take that education and just take it to their next step i mean now you've got a podcast like i feel like it's your turn to engage in some nil deals i feel like this is an opportunity for you should I should I pick up a sponsor? I mean, Shameless go for it. Here? Go no, for it. This is your hey, it's your show. I'm just here to for, along for the ride. I mean, whoever would like to be in the NILSU <laughs> podcast, please let me know. My contact information is probably everywhere. It's everywhere. Tiger, you can, tiger it's, droppings she's, included. She's easy to find. She's easy to find. <laughs> well, Cody, thank you for being here, yeah, and thanks fun. for the last year of NIL and for spearheading and being the point person. I mean, that's what I do, I'm, right? You know, I hope to take this lift off of your shoulders and. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm excited. I'm excited to continue to, to host this podcast and to have different stories and share the stories of our athletes, our coaches, you know, anyone who, who we can engage with. And we hope that y'all will come back to 
the real deal? Are we gonna are we committing to that? Commit the real to deal it. Podcast? Commit to okay. it. Okay, we'll get a new graphic for next time. But the real deal podcast. Great first episode. Soon. Yeah. All right. Thanks for having me.